All right, guys, welcome back to this podcast, the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. We are here with me, Lindsay. Hi, I'm Alan. Myra. And our special guest here today is... Gary. All right, so today our Unpopular Opinion is... um, ex-convicts coming back to school and you know trying to do get a better life you know everything um so yeah we just i don't know we feel like there's like a stigma behind it and everything gary speak up you can you can talk i was just gonna say that the 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 phrase ex-convict is a little bit harsh previously incarcerated sounds much better to lessen the stigmas associated with those people that have been incarcerated but I 100% understand, you know. Um, I feel that there are stigmas associated with those that have been previously incarcerated. And a lot of those stigmas could be, you know, not necessarily justified, but could be from, you know, movies and, you know, things that people believe about prisons or whatnot. Why do you think people have, like, that stigma, though, like, because it's weird. Like, if you think about it, I feel like, for the most part, most of the people are, are, or the majority of the people are about, like, second chances and stuff. So wouldn't that kind of fall under, like, a second chance kind of a thing? I believe so. How do you mean now? Can you I mean, like, okay, so, like, in general, people, like, believe, like, people deserve second chances, right? But then why do you think, like, when it comes down to, like, former or formerly incarcerated, like, people um that they like some people just kind of like are like opposed to them getting education post release you you know what i think a lot of those stigmas could be fears associated with the unknown you know maybe um you know when, when you use the term previously incarcerated or people that have been incarcerated there's a majority of reasons why people are arrested or go to jail so maybe not you know you know there's people that are go to prison for murder drug dealing thefts duis child support not quite sure about that but i'm sure that there are people that have been incarcerated based on owed child support so it's it's kind of a a broad spectrum of reasons of why people are incarcerated. Mm-hmm. So, do you think it's just because people like kind of like put everybody in like the one same, box, the same yeah, box, you know, and they don't take into consideration that like different people could? I think it's just like people maybe in general think like, oh, if you're in prison, you did something horrible like murder. You know what I'm saying? And they're just like, why would you? I don't know. A lot of people take that like seriously, and they're just like. You don't deserve a second chance. But in reality, like, not everybody's the same. Yeah, there may be some that are just, like, they're never going to change. But, yeah, like, people do change, you know? So you can't just base that off of, like, one general thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, doesn't, I mean, like, for the most part, like, doesn't everybody just, like, like a redemption story? Like, everybody likes a redemption movie, you know what I'm saying? Like, no. why, why not give them the opportunity to, like, redeem well, like, themselves and, the like, underdog. contribute to, like, society, you know? I agree. I agree. Everybody loves a redemption story. And I want to say that, you know, previously incarcerated people get judged 
you know, harshly from those that have never been in their shoes, you know, right. and those that have never been in their situation. So, you know, a lot of those stigmas probably are associated, as we said, with, you know, the unknown and, and, and fear, you know, and that's unfair. Right. Alan? I think that one of the things that people have in terms of like with, with people being incarcerated is, well, they did something bad. So like, why should we give them a second chance? And it's like, I mean, people go to jail for stuff for a whole bunch of like reasons and not, and not all of it being bad. Sometimes they're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. They made a bad decision. They, I don't know, they weren't thinking. Like, think of all the mistakes that you've made in your life. Would you really, like, want your whole life to be defined by that one mistake that you made? And I'm talking about nine. Like, not big deal stuff. Like, yeah, murder is bad, obviously. People should go to jail for that. Hurting other people, yeah, sure. But, I mean, people get sent to jail for what I feel are sometimes minor, minor things. And it's like, as soon as you have a record you're branded basically for life nobody wants to hire you or they're very reluctant to hire you 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 have to prove yourself twice as hard for something that you did like years ago just to even have it expunged you have to go through this whole thing like my older brother he um got into a situation with his ex-girlfriend from a long time ago and it took him years to get that expunged from his record years and it was a stupid mistake, and yeah, okay, he shouldn't have done it, but, like, again, my brother isn't a bad person. He works with kids. Like, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the society punishes you way beyond after you've already served time. Like, it doesn't, like, once you, yeah, you can go to jail, you serve time, or you can do community service or pay a fine or whatever, but I feel like the consequences and the punishment for it extends way beyond that like as soon as you leave the courthouse or you pay or, or whatever, like there's so many other things that go into like, you know, getting convicted of a crime or something like that. So I don't know. I, I feel it's very like unfair. Right. I think it kind of like follows them, you know, even after they've served their time. Like, I think it's just something that's always going to kind of follow people for life, I believe. And I believe that, you know, the criminal justice system as a whole wasn't built for redemption wasn't built to rehabilitate like you said it's it was created as a form of punishment you know and that's why like now there's a lot of programs and a lot of um, people that advocate for education in a prison system or in prison education within a prison which was something that you know the criminal justice system never really wanted or never pushed for because they look at you do a crime we are going to punish you. And I've heard a criminal justice uh, major say that the criminal justice system doesn't really think highly of the idea of someone being punished for a crime and coming out better than they were when they went in. You know, whether that be within a diploma degree you know, things to that nature, they, they don't feel that that is punishment. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like a, people see it more as a reward kind of a thing, right? That's weird. Like, wouldn't you want them to, like, rehabilitate, I guess, would be the word to say, right? I mean, the name of the <clears throat> California Department of Corrections 
I don't know when they changed the name, but I know in 2007 for sure that it the name was changed already. So I don't know when it changed to California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, mm-hmm. where now it's different, but back then there was no rehabilitation processes. There was no rehabilitation uh, programs really implemented for people to rehabilitate themselves. Which, I mean, yeah. you could argue that even now there's not really rehabilitation. I mean, they, they changed their names to call themselves that so that when someone asks, oh, are you helping people get better? They can be like, yeah, we help people rehabilitate. They don't do that. Like, um, like I work with cops and uh, at my job here on campus. And, I mean, not to disparage police officers or anything, but, like, some of the stuff that they'll comment on in passing, like they'll have conversations around me and I, you know, I'll be doing my job at the front and it's like, uh, they don't, it seems like there's no real incentive for them to help people. And it doesn't seem like they really want to help people. It's just about catching people doing bad stuff. And that's where it ends. There is no process that after that, where they really care about, helping people maybe there is you know maybe that you could argue maybe that that isn't their job but i mean the attitude that they take to with you know enforcing the law i don't know it it just seems very like uh, this seems less about helping people and more just trying to like make convict as many convictions as you possibly can i agree a hundred percent you know it's the criminal justice system is a you know a big system you know you got the police officers that enforce the laws, which, as you said, their job is to um, arrest people, find people doing crimes, as well as help the community, you know, keep it safe. And then they arrest them and they're done. Write the paperwork, send them into the judicial system where now you have court, you know, and then it just from the judicial system, you know, court shuffling back and forth in a jail which is not ran by the police officers. You know, it's ran by the sheriff, the deputies, and then the DAs and the lawyers that now are playing with these people's lives, and now they send them into a jail or whatever happens. You know, it's just a big thing. And then when they come out, as you said, something that they've done years ago, things that they may have done you know, wrong place, wrong time, had no option, you know, had no, I don't want to say had no choices because people always have choices, but you know, when you're in a situation where your back's against the wall and you have to do something, you know, to eat or just to survive, that thing can follow them for the rest of their lives, you know? And I think that, you know, um, statistically, you know, we all know what recidivism is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to explain it, though, for the listeners in case they don't know? Well, recidivism is the rate at which someone gets released from jail and are... More likely to get reincarcerated. Or just at our, the rate in which one gets released from jail and then goes back to jail, you know? And statistically, um, within five years of release, 76.6 people that were released are rearrested and go back to jail. That's humongous. 76% of people in a five-year span released from jail, back in jail. You know, that's just 
crazy, you know? I mean, I think it's because of, like, the mindset of, like, some people. Like, they're like, oh, the opportunities that they get, like, once they're, like, back out, you know, like, they're not getting the help they need. So they're like, there's no kind of point in, like, trying. So it's like they just go back and commit the crime, you know? I want to say that it could be, you know, the mindset. You know what I mean? People get out and they do the same thing that they've done before, but it could also be a lack of opportunities and a lack of resources available to them, you know, and those stigmas that are associated with them. It kind of seems like you were saying in the past, like the whole, like, um, the whole system, it's it's easy for someone to get lost in, you know? And like- I mean, a lot of it has to do with with that that whole process Mm -hmm. of getting arrested, going to court. right? going to jail. Once you're released, you aren't free. You have not um, paid for your crimes in the eyes of the of the, the criminal justice system and the courts. You mm-hmm. are now on probation, parole, some type of... Um, continuation. Yeah, continuation of your sentence, you know? Yeah. So it's not like they're free. Boom, they can do whatever they want. There's a lot of different variables that play into effect. Yeah. You have... You're, you have to see a probation officer. You have to do things that are um, requirements of your probation that if you do not do, you go back to jail. Mm -hmm. And now you not only have this probation and these probation officers to to worry about, you have, how can you get a job? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, think of it, like think about it. There are places that do hire people that have been previously incarcerated and mediocre jobs that that won't play any effect into your hiring. But overall, if, us four are going for the same interview mm-hmm. and I mean do you think the person that has been previously incarcerated which is a punishment on their end where they can't get a good job or mm-hmm. have no um, no chance to compete with those that have not been incarcerated it's kind of like it's fucked up you yeah, know it's like yeah. check the box like, check the box check like the box. i don't know when that was erased from you know applications or whatnot but at the same time like check a fucking box so like I'm what still i still have it yeah what what someone did in their past i feel um might be relevant you know i mean yeah they did this crime people should know but at the same time it can't be held yeah, over forever, their head forever you know, you what, know what i mean like you got to believe that like me myself, they I've been previously incarcerated. I've went to prison. I've done things that I shouldn't have done, and I paid the price. And now I'm trying to redeem myself through the power of education, you know? And right. as you said, I have to work 10 times harder than others because I have this- uh, Label. Label, this, this um, you know, yeah. this over my head, you know? And they, they even tell you, like, when you when you fill out an application, like, oh, if you check the box, don't worry, because it won't affect, it won't have anything to do with us, uh, you know, hiring you. And that's bullshit. Like, it, it it's complete bullshit. Like, uh, for sure. At my job, we didn't hire a student because their background check didn't come out squeaky clean. You know, it, it's it's bullshit. They'll, they'll they, they maybe they won't tell you that that's why they didn't hire you. But they'll, you'll know that 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 is yeah plays a huge factor into it. You know what I mean? Just right there is enough for the hiring of person to hire the person, or you know, the person doing the hiring could just throw that shit out. Uh, oh, whoop whoop! You know, background yeah. check comes. Yeah. It's it's 
it's messed up, you know? Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is how they push, like, rehabilitating. Like, to, re- to rehabilitate, don't, you would think that, I want to say you would think that the criminal justice system would want those people that are incarcerated to become educated and to get an education if it's going to prevent them from... Uh, Being reoccurring. Re- like, yeah, if it's going to present prevent recidivism one would think that they would be all for it mm-hmm. yeah but not when it's a, a a fucked up system you know what i mean they're profiting everybody's profiting these jobs yeah. are being secured because of these people that are um being punished and are, are being um how can we say not ruined for life because there are stories of redemption but i'm just saying these people's that lives will never be the same you know, there's people that are capitalizing off of this. Yeah. You got, like, the police officers, they're, they're not capitalizing. They're doing their job. You know, if someone breaks a crime, their job is to arrest these people. Right. But when they get shifted and handed off into the judicial system, this is where things change. You know what I mean? You have these, these people with high titles, you know, judges, lawyers, district attorneys. They have the power to take this person's normal life and to change it forever all with just convictions you know what i mean that's 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 a lot of fucking power you know what i mean to have you know and if we can get into another i don't know if this would be considered unpopular opinion but those people of color african-american latino asian non-white people are being fucking convicted at a much higher rate than those people that claim to have or do have white privilege. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know if we can go off topic and start talking on white privilege, but I mean, <laughs> when it comes, I mean, it's a real thing. You it's know? A, no, it's yeah. a real, it's a real thing. thing. It's, it's I'm a real saying, thing that plays into so many factors, especially this one. I mean, have you ever seen a white male get choked out by the police for doing something as minute as selling single cigarettes. Yeah. Have you? Have you? Have you heard of it? Anyone heard of it? No. Now, we all are familiar with Eric Garner. Mm -hmm. The NYPD choked him out to death, murdered him for being suspected of selling single cigarettes. Like, that's just unjustifiable. I don't care if he has a criminal record. I don't care if he was disrespecting an officer. There is no justifying choking out someone for that. And that just, I brought that up because the criminal justice system was built to oppress those people of color, you know? And that's just like 100% factual. For those of you who don't know, I mean, I'm sure you guys could tell that Gary's like really passionate about this subject, but um, Gary is actually um, working on campus with a new, um, I guess, place where uh, a new organization, I guess. Is yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a called Project, Project Rebound, yeah. and uh, yeah, he does a lot of work with them. Now, a Project Rebound. So now, tell us more about that. Now, Gary. Project Rebound is an amazing program. Now, remember we were talking about the recidivism rates of people that get released from prison? Within five years, 76% of those people are back into jail. 
they have been rearrested, whether for violations, whether for new crimes. They have been released and are back. Okay? That is ridiculous. Now, let's talk about the statistics of those that get educated within, you know, those people that get an AA, whether inside prison or on the streets, that recidivism rate drops to 13.7%. 13.7%. That is fucking amazing. You know what I mean? And those, those individuals that further their education and get a bachelor's degree, just guess. What would you say the recidivism rate is for those that obtain a BA? I don't know, probably like a... 20%. 7%. 5%. 5.6% of those people recidivate. So what this program is, is it's it's pretty much... Um, I could give you a brief history. You Go know? ahead. Go for it. Well, it, it was funded by... Um, damn it. I got all these... <laughs> different names in my mind you yes, know what I mean all these facts running through his head um but long story short it was it was there was an, a person that got arrested it's been around 50 years what this program does is it helps people that have been previously incarcerated kind of um have success at, within an educational system you know the person who started it was incarcerated he did a long time and he got out and he got his doctorate degree and he was like, fuck, this is hard. You know, I've done this all by myself. Like, I want to help these people. So he started this program, which has expanded and is now today here on campus. And what it is, is it's like, kind of, I want to say they mentor, you know, pe these previously incarcerated people and just help them succeed. You know what I mean? And, and help give them the resources and, and just things like that, you know, to just make it easier. Cause we all know how hard it is as students, you know, right. to, yeah. to just navigate um, a university or even just a college setting in, in, yeah. in general, you know? So the program is built especially for those that have been previously incarcerated. And I mean, it's, it's an amazing program, you know? I mean, just knowing the power of education the, the power to re of redemption through education, I mean, it's just amazing. Doesn't it help with career opportunities as well? I mean, it does help with career opportunities for those people that have been previous incarcer pre previously incarcerated because um, the program, Project Rebound, mainly, except for some, you know, random cases, which I won't speak on those random cases, hires the people that have been previously incarcerated, you know? So it gives those people an opportunity to you know, gather experience and kind of just, you know, build up the resumes and, and things like that. Yeah. So, Gary, just a quick question. I know when you started going to college and made that decision to go back to college and get your education, you probably didn't have this type of program available to you. Um, and you kind of had to navigate through, you know, the educational, like, field or your, like, in terms of your education, you had to navigate through the schooling and everything by yourself you know, like the same kind of help that we did, but like, obviously it's gonna be harder for you. Do you think that if you would have had a program like this available, like it would have been way easier for you? Oh, definitely, 100%, you know? I, I feel it would have been a lot easier 
just to be around the, you know, in the beginning, you know, because in the beginning, you know, I was terrified. You know, I was like, dude, I'm 33, 32 years old. Never really went to high school, you know, so I didn't really have strong study habits. So I was just, I was nervous, you know, I was, I was scared, you know, yeah. just to be in a place that I'm unfamiliar with, you know, a place that I feel that I don't belong because as you said, there's stigmas associated and, and popular opinions. Un, are they popular or unpopular? unpopular. Like a stigma behind So the unpopular opinion is that those that have been previously incarcerated shouldn't or should be not, allowed. It's not that they should or shouldn't be allowed. It's just like that there's a stigma behind them, like coming back to school and like being Okay, well, those that. stigmas because are like strong. a negative light, you know, like people don't, you know, yeah, but there course. shouldn't be that, you know, because it's like you can't judge someone based off their past. So. No, of course not. But I definitely feel that it would have helped. You know, I mean, I've done really well, you know, so I can't say that I would have done better, but it would have been a lot more easier and it would have been more a lot more comfortable, you know, to right. to know that there's other people like me, you know, yeah. because I had to kind of just wear a mask and, you know, not let it be known that, you know, yeah, I am previously incarcerated. You know, yeah. because of those stigmas associated with mm -hmm. people that have been previously incarcerated. But I mean, like, look at you now. You're here getting your bachelor's degree in communications. Here, and I love it. And I'm glad it was the best decision I ever made in my life. And just to know that I have, I was a victim of recidivism. I would recidivate all the time. You know, like, I mean, as bad as that sounds, you know, like, I mean, from when I was, what, 19 until 32, I'm about to be 37 right now, you know, I would recidivate, you know? Yeah. I'm not sure at what rate, which rates I would recidivate, but I mean, it was just a reoccurring, reoccurring thing, you know? Do you think it's just because, like, that's what you're, like, not, like, comfortable with, but it's just, like, what you find, you know? It's just, like, you're used to that kind of cycle, and it's just... You know, as sad as it sounds, is it, it had to do with, one, you know being comfortable yeah like not in that being, time of your life or like, just just not being you know when when someone goes to jail for the first time they're fucking scared if you say you're not scared you're lying you know you you don't know what to expect the unknown uncertainty you mm -hmm. know what i mean you don't know what to expect you know what i mean and then once you do at least maybe not the first time but after continuing to go through things you get comfortable you know, right. and those stigmas associated with those people that are incarcerated, you, you start to believe that that's all you can do. You start to you start to believe those things. You know, well, yeah. I, I used to believe like I can't get a job. No one's going to hire me. You know what I mean? You and just keep doing the same thing. I think a lot of it. I mean, if I'm just going to take a wild guess, but I think a lot of it is you're not presented with those like alternatives that like, hey, you can get an education, which is why I think Project Rebound is like a really good program. Because it, correct me if I'm wrong, but like Gary goes to like prisons, talks to prisoners and pre like presents them with like this alternative, like, hey, yeah, you're in here right now, but like, listen, you, you can, you know, do better, get your education and, you know, move forward with your life. 100%. Like, I never knew the power of education. You know, if I would have known that just by getting an education, like I should have known, which I, I don't I wanna say I feel like an idiot for not knowing, but no. just just not knowing the power of education and how how much it um, 
can change a person's life and prevent recidivism, like I would have done it a long time ago, you know? And like thankfully for Project Rebound and my boss that she brings us into these jails to speak with people that are currently incarcerated, you Mm -hmm. know? And being able to talk to them and tell them our stories, I hope, like, shows them that it could be done, you know, that this lifestyle can be left. You know, you don't have to just count yourself out based on a decision that you made previously or, or, you know, decisions that you may have made in your life that you feel are going to follow you forever. Like, no, you know, through education, guarantee that you will never, you know, go back to jail again. And I think that's kind of what makes this program like unique and also makes you like a unique speaker is like, yeah, it's one thing to have a speaker go and talk to them or whatever, but it's, you've been there, you know, and you're kind of like a success, you know, you're what they can be if they apply themselves and, you know, decide to turn it around. And it's crazy because those people that have that are a hundred times more successful than me don't really get, you know, um, what's that called? Um, the recognition and exposure that they should, you know, like, um, it's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, right. there are people that have went to prison you know, have lived a life of crime, and now they they're walking around with PhDs and 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 just really pushing that that idea of education as a form of rehabilitation. Yeah. I think there's a big contingency of people who believe that like as soon as you do something wrong or as soon as you get arrested, then you don't have any rights anymore, and it's like that's that's not how it works. Like. Just because you're, even if you are a, like, let's say you're still currently in jail and stuff, like, you still have rights. Like, you don't have a lot of rights, but you you do have rights as a human being. I remember, I think it was last year, I saw it on Twitter. I don't remember, I think it was New York City, some prison where they wouldn't turn on the heater. And you, and like they were banging on the walls and because the, the bars of their windows and their cells were facing outside into the street. And they kept banging on the wall saying, turn on the heater, turn on the heater. And then people started showing up for that and like, you know, protesting outside being like, turn on the fucking heater, you know, don't let them die. Don't let them suffer like that. There's another instance uh, when it got really hot during the summer. Again, another situation, but in reverse, they wouldn't turn on the, the, they wouldn't give them air. They wouldn't do anything to help them. And it's like, as a prisoner or like even as someone who was formerly incarcerated, you still have rights as a human being. Like, you know, your rights don't just suddenly end just because you you're in jail. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. I remember that, that, that instance or that case that you're, those two cases that you're talking about specifically. And, and to touch on that, I feel that, I mean, those people, as bad as it sounds, people that are in currently incarcerated, are they feel that way you know what i mean and they are treated inhumanely you know what i mean like come on locked in a cage like an animal being told when you can eat being fed you know um being told when you can use the phone i understand it's a form of punishment but i feel that that's not the 
right way to do things, you know, expecting someone to rehabilitate, you know, push education on these people, you know what I mean? Give them a chance to, you know, there are a lot of, nowadays, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of jails give you the opportunity to get your GED if you want, you know what I mean? You can take, in prisons, you can take, you know, online or, you know, you could take college courses that are credit transferable, you know, and it's just just crazy the way that the, that that people in prison are treated. You know what I mean? It's like I understand that prisons were built as a form of punishment, but it has not done any good. Yeah. What good has prison done for society? You know, yeah, it keeps the bad people um, locked up for a, a period of time, but those people are released, and when they are released into society, you know. Um, a lot of how they are treated inside or the lack of opportunities that they have inside is going to be a deciding factor on what they do when they are released. You know what I mean? You know, if you take a dog, I'd hate to compare this uh, a person to a dog, but if you take a dog, lock him in a cage, like, you know, lock him in a cage, um, take him away from society, I mean, what happens to that dog? Comes vicious. Vicious. Right? It's not helping the dog. The dog is not going to come out um, happy. <laughs> Give me his food. You know what I mean? He's coming out. He's, he's mad. He's angry. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel that yeah. there are better ways to punish people, and you must rehabilitate people if you want society to become better because you're releasing these people that are full of anger, that have been treated um inhumanely back into society and they're not coming out with a smile on their face you know yeah kind of to follow like with all like the knowledge that you have um myra has some research that she wants to present that she found oh okay so we can go they kind of relax a little bit with what he said i mean it's just um this is according to prisonpolicy.org um it says formerly incarcerated people are nearly twice as likely to have no high school credential at all um, more than half of formerly incarcerated people holds only a high school diploma or GED. And um, unlike the general public, people who have been to prison are more likely to have GEDs than they are to have traditional high school diplomas, and three-quarters of those are GED certificates are, are earned in prison. Um, and then lastly, formerly incarcerated people are eight times less likely to complete college than the general public. So it just shows that, like, when you're in, um, when you're, I guess, when you're in the system, you know, when you've been, you know, sucked up in the system, like, it's just the opportunities that you have or that are being presented to you are, like, slim, if any, you know? And, and I agree with that. And that's why, I mean, this is off topic, but I feel that juvenile jails and juvenile correctional facilities are not going to rehabilitate these people to bring them into society to be better. You know, you see that those statistics you just said, I mean, was all basically what it said is that those people that are incarcerated or have been incarcerated, education, education level, levels of education are lower than the general public, right? Yeah. So these kids that are being arrested at 14, 15, 16, 17, that have, you know, haven't experienced, are not done with their education, are being thrown into this system that 
was not built for success, was not built to habilitate. So therefore now they're coming out as adults that have no education, you know, and I mean, yeah. What do you expect? It's a setup. It's 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 a it's a yeah. it's, rough. it's a. They're being set up for fa- failure, you know. Yeah. Just to kind of like see um, your opinion, like, what do you think would have to change in order for like this unpopular opinion or stigma to like change in society of like, hey, people like can't really be reformed. Um, you know, like they don't really deserve second chance. You know, that's a tough question because I believe those stigmas will be around forever. You know what I mean? It, it, and, it, and it's part of, you know, I think it's a learned behavior. Right. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, just being told, you know, stay away from those people. They're bad or just I, I just think that it's it's just a learned behavior. You know what Form I mean? Of your favorite theory, cognitive dissonance type of thing. You know, I mean, you think of it like this. Um, one way I believe that maybe we can lessen those stigmas or maybe eliminate them is just to, you know, maybe programs like Project Rebound and, and these programs that are there to help this particular population of people succeed, you know, and just to kind of show the general public, like, look, there are people that are trying to change and better themselves, and they are they are bettering themselves, and they are changing, and, you know, just because something someone's done in their past, you know, doesn't reflect on who that person is today, you know? As Alan said, you know, everybody, probably everybody in their life has done something that they shouldn't have done or that was illegal, and maybe they didn't get caught, maybe they did get caught, but that shouldn't define someone, you know what I mean? Just because right. someone, like I've been previously incarcerated, you know, I feel that I should never be defined by that, you know what I mean? Right. You, you can't define someone from their past, you know? You have to look at, at a person as a whole. Like today, you know, I'm, I'm a, a year away from getting my bachelor's degree. Great student, great father. Great, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm an all-around good guy. I mean, not to toot my horn, but I'm I'm, a, I'm an amazing person. You know what I mean? And <laughs> and for those that would look at me because of something that I've done in my past and negatively judge me, just isn't fair. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's not right. You know, and it's 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 sad to say that maybe you know stigmas associated with you know jail and previously incarcerated people may never, you know, go away. But one thing's for sure is that if we educate people within jail and, you know, um, try to really, you know, use education as a form of rehabilitation, then those jails will become less packed. You know, they're overcrowded at the moment. And as we said, it's it's all, um, it's a cycle, you know? Yeah. It's, a majority of prisons are for-profit prisons. So if these police officers are not arresting people, are not sending these people through the judicial system, which are convicting people, which is sending these people to jails and prisons, people are not eating. Money is not being made. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's, it's, you know, all I can do and all those that have been previously incarcerated that have changed their lives that are that are uh, obtaining educations can do is just push education on that population of people. Yeah. Like if, if if you're tired of this, 
if you don't want to be judged harshly or have this cloud hanging over your head and, you know, um, get an education, you know, educate yourself and push education on everybody that you can because through the numbers, statistically, it's proven that those people that obtain education, whether inside or once they are released, diminish their, their, their chances of recidivating. Mm-hmm. And it, it all starts there, I think, you know? Because yeah. if more people do it, then... Yeah, yeah, I think it's just like, like Gary said, like if you, if you, if you are a success story or whatever, just kind of get it out there. And I just want to say like, I've known Gary for like what a little bit over a year, uh, no more. Almost two. Almost, Almost two I believe, years. Like, whatever yeah. Going on Almost our... two years. And like when I first met him, I'm not gonna lie, he was like very like shy about sharing, you know, his story or whatever. And as he got more comfortable, like you know, he shared with me or whatever. But shy is and, not in his dictionary. <laughs> no, but I mean, in terms of like telling people in general in public, I know he was like very hesitant to like telling professors or whatever because he was afraid he was gonna get judged, you know. But I feel like now he's kind of like broken more out of that shell and like he's he's putting that out there. But at the same time, it's like he's putting that out there, but it's like, hey, yeah, this was me in the past. This is me now, though, you know, kind of a thing. And so I think that kind of like helps a lot with kind of breaking the stigma of, you know, previously incarcerated people not being able to, you know, better themselves. Yeah. So with that, I kind of want to conclude it up a bit um did you have any like following last statement gary i just want to say for the record you know i never hurt anyone i never killed anybody you know i never done no um have no violent Mm -hmm. crimes on my record you know what i mean and you know we're all human we all make mistakes you know some just happen to wrong place wrong wrong place wrong time some just aren't fortunate enough to have that money to fight this case and to you know beat it and never judge a, you know, a book by its cover, a book by its cover or, or um, never associate, you know, a person with their past. Like, if you look at me, you, you couldn't tell that I've ever been to prison. I have no tattoos, you know, and when I want to, I can talk fairly professionally, you know what I mean, where I could... Yeah. You know, you would never think it if I didn't Boy, tell it. But I am a straight-A student. I'm he a straight-A student, almost. I mean, I got to be... Here and a All right, Gary, I'm trying to plug you. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, you know, it's, you know, I'm aware of my past and I'm aware of my presence and I could never let something that I've done in my past define who I am today and anybody that would um, look at me and have anything um, other than, you know, positive things to say, then I would just like them those people to look in the mirror. You know what I mean? Because just because somebody has been arrested and went to prison or has been incarcerated within a county jail, like they're not a bad person. Don't get me wrong. As we said before, there are murderers and child molesters and people that are fucking bad people. You know what I mean? And we can never change that. If we look back, you know, um, you can't take one person that has been arrested and put them in a box with all the people that are yeah. in there for bad things. Definitely, for sure. Um, do Wait. you guys have any other final things? Oh, yeah. I just want to say I'm really proud of uh, Gary and, like, everything that he's done. You know, he's 
decided, you know, like, hey, I'm gonna make change my life, and he's, you know, gone above and beyond, and you know, he's just a great person in general. Yeah. Um, great father, great student, you know, everything, and I mean, it just. I think the the work that he's doing right now with Project Rebound is just incredible, and he's you know trying to make a change, and I think it's just really great. I mean, if you guys want to know more about Gary's story, like you guys could, he wrote an article for the Signal, yes. and um, it's it's available online. So if you guys want to uh, check that out, what was it? What was the name of it? It was like from prison halls to college halls. I believe college it was from halls. Prison, prison walls to college halls. Prison walls to college halls. That's what it's called. So yeah, read that. It's a really good article. Yeah. You know, feel good article for the holidays. Like get to see that redemption story. Definitely. Which is really good. Um, sorry. I just want to jump in. Like, yeah, if, if there is a shining example of these type of programs, like a great example of like what type of people can do with these types of programs, I think Gary is it. Like I think Gary, you are like the best example of what how someone can turn their life around if given the opportunity and the chance. Like I, I honestly truly believe that you're a really good. Just er, just now, you just showed us a picture of you hanging out with your kid. You love hanging out with your son. You know, you're very committed to him and the conversations that we've had with you before. You just want, you're a good person, Gary. Like, I think, honestly, you're a better person than I am. (laughs) I'd go, I'd go far to say that you're a better person than I am. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, And I I appreciate that. You know, I've I've came a long ways for sure, you know. Um, And, you know, as you said, I love spending time with my son because, you know, you're want, just a great role model for him, so yeah. yeah and yeah, just, and I and I could say I am now, you know, seven years ago I wasn't, you know, and you know, I take that into consideration because I've never, you know, a lot of my problems in life and that may have caused me problems throughout life have been by not having a, a proper male figure in my life. You know, I never had a role model. Uh, my role models were rappers, people in the streets, and you know, so I, I really appreciate that, and I take that kindly because now you know I am a role model for my son, and that is my job. And you know, being a first generation college student, you know, as one of my professors said, now my son won't be a first generation, and now you know I have built that road, you know, and given him. Uh, vision to a, a better way i mean you're a role model to me i sometimes will i'm like man i wish i could be as nice a guy as gary i wish i could be as friendly as gary i wish i could be if i ever do become a father or a parent i wish i could be like you because i think you're a really good example of a father who's there for their kids who's nice for their kids who is and all, all, all types of like i look up to you honestly and i'm not exaggerating i'm not playing this up for the podcast or whatever I really do sometimes sit around thinking, man, I wish I could be as nice and as friendly as Gary is. And I just want to say thank you again, you know, and I appreciate you guys having me on here. And, um, you know, God is good, man. You know what I mean? And and I look at all of you highly, you know, and I thank you guys for being friend, you know, friends of mine. And I hope that, you know, anyone that listens to this podcast can just kind of, you know, 
try to step out of their selves when they're looking at people that have been previously incarcerated and understand that they have psychological issues, mental issues, or there's just some issues in their life, you know, whether it be a lack of, whether it be mentally, they just, um, it's causing them to have these problems, you know what I mean? And, you know, just take that in consideration and understand that, you know, for every, um, how do you say that? There's more to it. There's more just... to it. Yeah. Just, you know, never judge a book by its cover. Never, um, judge someone or based on something that they have done, you know, that like that, that's all I can say, you know? And with that being said, yeah. you know, um, Basically build right. schools, not prisons. You know what I mean? And and yeah. maybe society will, will be a better place. Yeah. All right. So that concludes this podcast. Um, thank you guys for listening in. And thank you, Gary, for being our special guest. Really enjoyed that. Thank you for having me. Yep. And all right. That's it. <laughs>